Hello, and welcome to the Legal 500 podcast. I'm Barnaby Merrill, and today I'm joined by Charlotte Mills, the head of the corporate and commercial group at Jackson Lease. Hello. And Jen Goodwin, an associate in the corporate and commercial team at Jackson Lease. Hello. Thanks very much for joining me today. Um, today we're talking about um, commercial solicitors and the training of commercial solicitors more specifically. Um, and I think kind of first things first, a good place to start would maybe be um, talking a little bit about the commercial team at Jackson Lees and what you do generally. I think there can sometimes be a little bit of confusion um, between how it differs from corporate law. You normally hear the two um, combined. Yeah, so I mean, as you said, I'm head of the corporate and commercial team. So um, we have a commercial team that covers a range of commercial work. So that would include commercial contract work, commercial litigation, corporate as a as a brand as, as, a, as a department within that corporate and commercial team, and commercial property. So we consider the corporate work to be one element of our wider commercial law offering. So. Um, we have lots of lawyers with lots of specialisms um, covering all those elements that I talked about. And they're all commercially minded, you know, knowledgeable, practical lawyers. And uh, we like to think um, approachable, regular human beings who happen to be commercial lawyers. So um, in terms of training, which I think was something we were quite keen to talk about, um, what are some of the key pieces of training that um, commercial lawyers need in general, um, what a sort of key skill to develop? And I suppose you mentioned obviously the fact there's personal skills as well as professional skills, perhaps that are quite important uh, in that process. I think um, that kind of the legal knowledge is is almost a, a, a given. You know, if you've studied a degree or you've completed your LPC, kind of understanding the rules, we we, we kind of take that that any good commercial lawyer will will already have that understanding and that skill set. I think to be a good commercial lawyer generally we're looking at things like strong interpersonal skills listening skills because you need to be able to listen to your clients objectives and requirements and also listen to their instructions and obviously act in accordance with those instructions um and then over a period of time i suppose it, it's about thinking more commercially and i think that does come from experience and dealing with different situations it, and what I mean by that, it's not about ego or having an argument with the other side. It's more about understanding what your client's commercial objective is, what risk your client is willing to take on, and whether you can actually meet those commercial objectives. I think that's that's really critical. We, we talk about it a lot and we regularly joke about um, me um, despite being a solicitor, I always joke about the fact that I don't really do law. And that's because we take for granted the legal knowledge we have. Yes, I know how to put a contract together. And yes, I understand the implications of various bits of law. But actually, it's about being practical, about being commercial and about understanding an objective and, and working your way to getting there for your clients. So, uh, you know, law isn't always the only solution. Sometimes, you know, having a very practical approach to something and yes you may have to document it in a legally binding agreement somewhere but actually really being able to understand a, a client's goal is is critical and I think that's what what Jen says that you know that idea of listening and really getting to the grips with what the issue is you're trying to deal with whether it's a contentious issue or or you know my my arena is in corporate transactions so you know trying to get a deal done is is actually bringing two parties together who really want the same thing 
um, and, mm. and understanding the best way to navigate that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of time. It's about kind of problem solving and understand whether there, whether there needs to be a compromise and, and what what the parties are willing to compromise to get the deal done. Hmm. Um, I think client demands is, is an interesting point to pick up on, actually. Um, so um, you quite regularly work for um, family run businesses, SMEs. Um, how does that differ and how do those demands differ from perhaps when you're working for sort of larger scale clients? I think working for a family run business, it's always quite personal and quite emotive mm-hmm. because the business is, is very much part of the family. Um, and it might have been in that family for, for generations and, and the current generation that are in charge and running that business will be as passionate about that business as the generations that have come before them. And sometimes there might be several generations involved in that family business. And therefore, there's always a, a, a challenge or a balance between kind of the traditions of that business and then trying to move the business forward and, and innovation almost. Um, and, 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 you know, when you're dealing with a family business, I think it's really important to understand that if you were, say, negotiating a supplier contract, that could be make or break for that small family-owned business. Um, so our job really is to identify risks and ensure that our clients are as protected as we possibly um, can protect them um, under any kind of terms of a contract. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point, that, because, you know, we might be advising the owner of a business on, on a contract they're entering into, whether it's, you know, something to do with the trade of their business or the funding of it or, or even a, a sale, perhaps. And, you know, they go home from their office and they're still thinking about that. They're perhaps worrying about the costs, the money, the 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 implications of whatever choices they're making. But if you're dealing with a larger organisation and you're dealing with, you know, AN or the contracts manager, yes, you know, they may well care very deeply, but actually the impact on them personally, if, you know, something doesn't quite go right in the contractual relationship we're negotiating, they can, you know, potentially, you know, even move to another business as a contract manager. It's 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 a job mm-hmm. for them. So when you're dealing mm-hmm. with the larger organisations, you tend not to be dealing with the people who are going home at the end of, of the day and worrying about, you know, are they still going to have enough money tomorrow to, to feed their family? You know, that, that's putting it in an ex, in extreme terms. But it, like Jen said at the beginning, it is it's much more emotional and more the clients are, are often far more invested in the out, outcome of what it is we're doing. Um, and that's in a way that's I think that's maybe I'm speaking for Jen, but that's kind of what floats our boat is that we love that personal element of the relationship. It means the relationship that we build with our clients is really personal. And that goes back to the skills we were talking about, about, you know, key personal skills to be able to deal with those kind of SME and family run businesses. I think a lot of the time people say, you know, if you practice kind of commercial or corporate, you're not really about people. And I always that always kind of makes me laugh because actually there's there's you know when when you're dealing with a family owned business they are so passionate they are so passionate about what they do and it's so emotionally driven actually it is about the people and trying to do do the absolute best by your client. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess kind of focusing more on the SME side, um, and I guess you know more in terms of sort of growing businesses um what can you do um you know a lot of sme clients for example are kind of 
growth minds or growth oriented. Um, what can you do as lawyers, aside from what we've already talked about, I feel, um, to sort of help SME clients flourish? Um, I suppose we, we kind of our team at Jackson Lee is we we really liked, it sounds ridiculous, but we like to get to know our clients. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is we, a bit like an accountant, really, we really see ourselves as part of that client's team kind of, you know, on hand to provide any advice or suggestions that they may may need. So we don't want to be that lawyer that's kind of contacted when there's an issue or there's a problem, you know, um, right at the end of that relationship. We want to be very much kind of part of that business and, and have our clients feel confident enough to just kind of pick up the phone and ask any questions, you know, regardless of how silly they think that question is, to try and help them and support them on their business journey. Um you know, that can be right from the very beginning. So obviously we work with clients where they're trying to put the, the right business structure into place, you know, even from kind of doing the, dealing with the incorporation, you know, dealing with the articles of association and shareholders agreements and all that good stuff. And then probably more as as that business develops and grows, you know, we like to get involved on the more what I class as the commercial side. So dealing with things like preparing terms and conditions, you know, supplier agreements, distribution agreements, um, things like what policies they should have in place, like privacy policies and cookie policies and all, all that, um, all, all those type of policies. Um, you know, I think commercially and often, you know, we, we we want our to help our clients to achieve whatever goals they've kind of set themselves. You know, whatever the business plan is over the coming year, we we really want to be involved in that um, in any way that we can. And, and that might be just kind of highlighting any risks, you know, or um, ensuring that our clients are kind of protected from day to day, if that makes sense. They go about operating their business. Um, we, you know, we want to support them. I think something that you said there, Jen, is, is also really interesting that, you know, clients will have a goal. They'll have something in mind when they talk to you, you know, right from we get inquiries from startup people who say this is what they want to do and how they want to achieve it. And actually, they'll have this very specific thing in their heads, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it often happens. Clients will come and say, I need this document. And actually, part of our role to help our clients to flourish and to grow is to ask a huge amount of questions we ask a lot of questions yeah. of our clients, so we've got a really clear picture of what of what that goal is, because often they'll they'll focus on one isolated thing, and and what we need is to have that really clear big picture, because then we can provide them with you know commercial, legal, and practical advice to get them to a, a, a sensible, workable mm. solution. And it may not be the solution, you know, they came to us and said, "I need this document," but actually. It may be that in talking around the issue, we've understood that there's, there's there's more at play there, or actually the thing that they think they want is because some some bloke in the pub told them that that's what their lawyer did for them, and actually uh, this particular set of circumstances is completely different. Um, so our job is to really um, get to the nub of what the issue is, what the goals are, um, and help them to to find the right legal solution to achieve that. And I think. The, the other element that, that we have is that we've been doing this for quite a while and, and, you know, between the team, we've got lots of experience. So, you know, as well as the legal and practical and commercial advice we can give our clients, we've also got that wealth of experience. And so 
the chances are if somebody comes to us, whether it's at, at the beginning of a business or partway through their business or even towards the end of our business, the, the chances are we've seen something similar in the past um, and, mm. you know, I can help use that to help find practical solutions to help them move on to the next thing. So I think, you know, we talk a lot as lawyers, as I said before, about the law being being the thing that helps, but actually there's so much that goes into a solic- commercial solicitor's role that it's, you know, the law bit, and as much as I joke about it, it is actually a really small element of what we do. Absolutely. Um, give me an idea. I think there's going to be a, a new Legal 500 bloke in the pub section. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a <laughs> ranking or, a, you know, a set of testimonials. Um, I think that's useful, you know... Um, I'm I'm happy to go and do some on the ground research for that. Um, you know, tour, tour, tour as many pubs as I need to just to get that uh, that unique and crucial perspective. Um, I'm, I'm sure the yeah, bloke in the just... pub has a lot to say because I quote him a lot. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's even me. Just, uh, just no contracts on the back of fag packets. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best avoided. I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um. I guess final question, just to circle back, I suppose, to kind of the training point. Um, we sort of talked about kind of the the, the, the training skills that, that commercial lawyers need in general. Um, in terms of what you do at Jackson Lee's, what kind of training sort of schemes, I suppose generally kind of atmosphere, do you, do you offer lawyers in your team and sort of help them with, you know, all the work, all the skills that we've, we've really been discussing? Uh, yeah, so at, at Jackson Lee's, we're really lucky in that we have our own internal academy that does a, a range of training sessions um, and that they're available not just to obviously commercial lawyers, they're, they're available to all our personnel. And I was going to say not just to the lawyers either, to, to everybody who works sort of on the operational side of the business too. And they're generally to help us grow our interpersonal skills. And so that is really useful for some of that, that stuff we've been talking about. But obviously we also have access to um, technical courses to help us develop specialism. So if, if, if we need to, um, either attend ourselves or send people in the team on a, on a particularly specialist course, we can we can go and do that as well. Um, our academy is also really good if we have suggestions for things that we feel we need to learn. We can we can ask for those courses to be delivered in house. Um, but I think we you know the the biggest thing and a, a lot of law firms are able to offer this is that on the job training. So we have training contracts. Mm-hmm. So we have we have training solicitors within the firm, um, uh, and you know the. I don't think there's any one of the things that I think COVID has made us all struggle with is is for junior lawyers to learn by osmosis that idea mm-hmm. of sitting at a desk next to somebody else who's on the phone in the middle of a negotiation or who is you know talking to a client and talking them down from a particularly emotive situation and I think that's something that that as a firm we're getting back to and getting people back in in the office um in a in a sort of fairly flexible way so that they can really get that and get that um knowledge share that you you get from from sitting with other people and I think that's that's the other thing that we will always do as a team certainly is that you know Jen and I talk to each other a lot during the course of a day because you know you pick up the (laughs) phone you 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 know nudge each other's elbows and say have you come across this before have you seen this before and I think as a as a firm across the board we have a really open knowledge sharing arrangement and we do we all share everything that we discover and even you know coming across somebody else's drafting and you say wow I really like this clause this is this is really brilliantly drafted have you ever seen it done like that before um and I think yeah ultimately those sort of that combination of interpersonal skills training um 
of having you know formal training contracts going and doing technical courses and just the, the breadth of knowledge we have across the team um i think is is stands some of our junior commercial lawyers in 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 pretty good stead and just to, to add on that you know we do have kind of roadmaps and so that you can kind of map out your your own your own track almost you know on what your ambitions are and what you're aiming for and part of that is obviously to take charge of your own development um you've got a very open culture so if there's something that you're particularly interested in or something that you feel is a development area then there's there's no issue there you know there's either an academy session to to attend that will hopefully help or you know these the external kind of more technical training courses that that you can go on as well no great um well Charlotte, Jen, thanks again very much for taking the time to speak to us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening. Pleasure. To us.